Should it be simpler for people to change their gender? In Scotland, the government, led by First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, argues the current system in the UK takes far too long and causes distress to an already marginalised and vulnerable group. In December, the Scottish Parliament passed the Gender Recognition Reform Bill, making it easier for people as young as 16 to legally change their gender. But the UK government have announced they will use their powers to block the bill. And opposition parties have accused Nicola Sturgeon's party of presiding over chaos, confusion and U-turns. Glenn Campbell is the BBC's Scotland's political editor and is our guest. Glenn, welcome. Hi, good morning, Patricia. So this is a story that's dominated the news in Scotland for months. Why did the Scottish government decide to introduce the Gender Recognition Reform Bill? What was their case for it? Well, as you say, there already is a system which allows people across the whole UK to legally change gender, but it takes two years of living in your acquired gender and you have to be medically diagnosed with gender dysphoria to be allowed uh, to complete that process. And so the Scottish government uh, took the view that that was uh, degrading to those who might want to go through that process and that it was unduly bureaucratic. So the system that they propose is much simpler. You would be required to live in your acquired gender for just three months to qualify Uh, there would be no need for medical certification and the system would be extended to 16 and 17 year olds although they would have a six-month qualifying period so that's what was proposed and that is what has now been approved by the scottish parliament it was a hotly contested debate but in the end two-thirds of msps in the edinburgh parliament voted it through UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and his Scottish Secretary in Westminster have said they will use their powers to stop the bill becoming law. And this is a big deal, the the first time this has been done with a piece of Scottish legislation. Just give me a sense of how big a deal this has become. Yeah, it's a, a pretty big intervention from the UK government. Perhaps worth saying that the former Conservative Prime Minister, Theresa May, was looking at bringing in a system of gender self-identification, perhaps not unlike what is being pursued in Scotland. But her successors as Prime Minister have gone against that idea and the current Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, is also of that view. I think the UK government accepts that this is an area devolved to the Scottish government and the Scottish parliament, that they are within their rights to pass laws in this area. But they take the view that the specific law, the gender recognition reform bill that's gone through, cuts across some UK powers, the uh, Equality Act, which is a UK-wide piece of legislation. They think it has negative effects on that, and that's the basis that they're intervening and using their powers, their reserve powers, to stop the Holyrood Bill being sent to King Charles and being signed into law. Tell us, obviously there are some polarising cases that are playing out at the same time as part of the debate. Can you just tell us about this case of Isla Bryson, a trans woman who's been convicted of two counts of rapes. She committed the crimes while known as a man, made the decision to transition from a man to a woman while awaiting trial. And how is that case playing into the broader debate here? 
Yeah, so the the reforms that uh, have been passed by the Scottish Parliament haven't taken effect, but some of those who argued against them said that the new system would be open to abuse by predatory men who might use it uh, to legally change gender, uh, change their sex and their birth certificate, and all to access uh, single-sex spaces, women-only spaces like changing rooms or uh, in the, the prison estate. And there have now been cases under the, the current system which have uh, thrown a, a sharp focus on these concerns. So Isla Bryson is a double rapist who only uh, decided to uh, change gender after uh, she uh, came before the, the courts when she was being prosecuted for, for these crimes. And on conviction, she was taken initially to Conton Vale, which is a women-only prison and held on remand there. And there was a huge outcry. And the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, said that that decision had been wrong. And Isla Bryson was then moved to a, a male prison. And then there was a subsequent case, Tiffany Scott, who is a violent transgender prisoner originally uh, convicted of stalking a young girl who has applied to be transferred into a female prison. And that uh, transfer, we understand, was approved by the Scottish Prison Service, although not given the final sign-off. And that issue uh, resulted in the, the Scottish government stepping in and place, placing a temporary ban on any transgender prisoner with a history of violence against women being moved into a female-only prison whilst there is a wider review of, of the policy. Okay, so Nicola Sturgeon has been under pressure. How has she handled this? Is it true that there have been U-turns and that she has struggled with this issue? Well, in the last week or so, the Scottish government has been all over the place, uh, particularly on the, the issue of transgender prisoners and how they are handled. Last Wednesday, the Justice Minister in Scotland was saying that the government trusted the Scottish Prison Service to make risk assessments and to make these decisions. But the next day, they made clear they thought the Scottish Prison Service had got it wrong in the case of Isla Bryson and then made that further intervention to bring in this temporary ban on uh, w uh, transfers of transgender prisoners into female prisons where they have this history of violence. And it's likely that temporary ban will become permanent. Um, there's a, a debate about whether it goes far enough or not. And this has you know, created a, a particular atmosphere around these issues at a time when the Scottish government is seeking to challenge the UK's decision to step in and stop them reforming the system for gender recognition and making it easier. And uh, it may have been that they would have come forward with, with their proposals, uh, how they were going to challenge that as early as this week. But I think they'll want to wait uh, until the, the row about transgender prisoners has died down to try and separate uh, the, the two issues as best they can. What's the view in Scotland about this debate, about the Rishi Sunak's intervention, how is it being seen? Well, the, the intervention from the, the UK government, uh, I think the perspectives that you'll hear on that 
to some extent will be dependent on how people feel about uh, the issue of making it easier to legally change sex. But for other people, their thoughts might well be driven depending on their constitutional preference, whether they uh, favour uh, Scotland uh, becoming a more powerful, perhaps even an independent country, or whether they would much rather it stayed firmly within the United Kingdom, because for some, the intervention is seen as uh, an attempt by the UK to undermine the devolution uh, of power to Holyrood and uh, the, the powers of the Scottish Parliament, and they've reacted strongly against that. Uh, but then there are others who are very concerned about the policy change who have welcomed uh, the intervention uh, of the UK, even if in other circumstances they might have been quite resistant to that. What an interesting story uh, we are watching. Glenn, thank you for explaining it to us. You're welcome. Glenn Campbell is the BBC Scotland's political editor and you're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app. Hey, podcasters, just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories about the law and justice, without a whole lot of legal jargon, check out The Law Report on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.